effects and their corkscrew penises. We did have to watch that. Yeah. And we're live. <laughs> ah ha ha. Yeah. What's up? What's new? How do uh, you do? Not much, you know. Just uh, living life day to day, doing my thing. Yeah? Yeah. You got that Wii for me? Nah, the Wii, uh, I tried, I, I did my best. I said, hey, can we get that Wii? It's got virtual console games on it, you know, let's just do a switch, a swap here, but uh, no dice. Sorry. That's messed up. This, uh, my water bottle that I'm drinking out of smells like gasoline, so that's good. When was the last time you washed it? Yesterday. That smells like gas. Did you wash it with gasoline? I wash. I might have put on the gasoline tab when I was cleaning nah, my water on. bottle. Dang it! The, you know what? The water bottle is something people neglect to clean because you think it's water. It's yeah, not it's that water. dirty. Yeah. But there's bacteria in everything. We live in a society where bacteria is <laughs> everywhere. So we. The know, lamestream media has. They'll peddle whatever kind of <laughs> bullshit on you, but you gotta stick to the facts. Science over facts. And truth over f- fiction. fiction. <laughs> truth over facts. Uh, I don't know the, if you. This is the post election episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just gonna be talking politics this episode. Right on. Well, what do you think? What do you think of the turnout? What do you think of the fifty dollars I now owe you? Yeah, it cost me fifty dollars. Now that's pretty chill. Uh, I'm gonna give him an extension. Lucas asks for an extension until uh, he's in it. Biden is inaugurated, so I grant. January first. January first. Well, yeah, okay, that's 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 earlier than that, so I can appreciate that. Well, we'll see when the lamestream media does a recount of the votes and we get the real votes, and maybe Trump's winning. Then, well, yeah, we'll see when the mail in. You know, maybe it's not over. It's not over until Trump says it's over. And Rudy Pagliacci, you know, <laughs> is gonna is he suing some states or something? So, is he? Yeah. Well, Trump already launched some lawsuits, and then they're like, no. And they struck him down. I don't know about Rudy Giuliani. Also, R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Yeah, it's also the post-Alex Trebek death episode. You know, Jeopardy, for me, it was a good show. And it was one of my favorites. And I used to watch it all the time in high school. There was a point where I wanted to compete on it, and I would watch it every day. And it's been a while. But, uh, you know, I used to spend a, at least 30 minutes every weekday with Alex Trebek. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like I lost my grandpa. The thing that sucks is that, like, we're not getting, like, a, his, a farewell episode. Like, I'm not going to make this my last episode. It's just going to be, oh, new host time. I like, wonder... they'll have a tribute episode, obviously. But it's just going to be, like, when they uh, replaced fucking, oh, shit, what was her name? Will Smith's aunt in uh, Fresh Prince. Oh, Vivian? Yeah, and Viv. They, they replaced her. Yeah. And it's just going to be like, oop, new host. <laughs> like the Don Cheadle and Iron Man. Yeah, oop, new, uh, new Iron whatever. Iron is the thing with this with the new host is that the new host, they have to fit the Jeopardy feel. Which Terry Crews. Well, you, I mean... Dwayne maybe, The Rock Johnson. Okay, here's the thing. You can't like call Kevin Hart for this. <laughs> you can't do it because, no. you know... You have to get somebody who can kind of do low-key humor, because Jeopardy, it's not gong show. It's straight face for the most part. Yeah. 
Uh, so I don't, but I don't know who they'll get. I don't know. They'll pick up somebody. It's got to be somebody people recognize. If they just pick up Josh Mounts, people are gonna. The ratings are gonna drop. <sighs> I. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Alex Rebecca was a Joe Schmo. We don't live in that kind of time anymore. I we know. Can pick up a game. All game show hosts now are, they have to be celebrities. That's why you always see they have these shows. I think The Rock has, has like a couple. He's got some stuff. Game shows? Yeah, where he hosts some kind of thing. Does, does Isn't there family, f- or who wants to be a millionaire? Isn't that uh, hosted by fucking Colbert or something now? Maybe, I don't know. See, they just they just fill people in. But Alex Trebek, like he was just doing, he was just trying to spitball game shows, and they mostly all failed. Yeah. And then Jeopardy kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was just some mustachioed whitey. I missed the Trebek stash. Yeah, that was a good look. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Hey. R.I.P. Trebek. R.I.P. Stash. I'll always remember when you called that girl a loser. <laughs> Losers. Losers, in other words. I'll, I'll remember the football clip. Do you Have you seen that one where, like, the, one of the game categories yeah, is football? and, and nobody like, answered any of the questions. If you get the next one right, I think I will die. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of good tidbits like that. Have you ever seen his, like, uh, vinyl setup? Alex is not. So many goddamn records. All right, one second. I mean, if you're buying, like, a couple every year from when you're 20 and you turn 60, you're going to have a lot. You're going to have a big collection. Is that a painting of himself? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a little flex there. It's either himself or it looks like one of the Monty Python guys. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that looks too close to him for it to be <laughs> coincidental. Like, you wouldn't put up a picture of somebody who looks just like you and painting form like that. I'll put up a picture of Alex Trebek in my home. In paint, well, that's fine, but you wouldn't pull one up of yourself. No, I put up like a that picture of him cringing that I have <laughs> saved somewhere on my computer. I'll put up that one. Have you ever watched the early um, episodes of Jeopardy? Like first season? No. They they had the game where you could just buzz in when he was mid sentence. <laughs> it was a gong show. And I guess they were tired of. Half completing <laughs> stuff because they would just read it quick and then answer. Yeah, yeah, probably for the best. So we're talking about Jeopardy this week. Yeah, uh, how many bags for Jeopardy, the show? Five. I give five bags too. <laughs> nothing really wrong with the format. I mean, what's the problem? It's chill. There's nothing. Yeah, it's it's chill. It's chill. You get Ken call. What is a hoe? No. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we actually talking about? Let's cut the BS. Okay, you tell me. Talking about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, starring the now-canceled actor, Johnny Depp. You should put on in the background. You should put on in the background? Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Yeah, Johnny... <laughs> okay, quick rip, quick Johnny Depp. Rip. Yep. Um, he... News about him. He lost a lawsuit. The libel lawsuit against whatever newspaper that alleged that he abused Amber Heard, and right following that, he just stepped down from the new Fantastic Beats film. Well, he was asked. He was asked in the letter that he. It's kind of funny that in the letter that he posts on his Instagram, they're like, "Yeah, they asked me to step down." I said, "Okay." <laughs> I guess he figures he doesn't need the. He doesn't need that, you know. Um, 
So we'll see if Johnny Depp still has a career going forward, or if it's going to be like a Kevin Spacey situation where he's just gone. I haven't seen him in anything. Kevin Spacey? Have you ever seen any of his weird-ass YouTube videos he's posted? As of late? I don't know when the last one was. I Maybe like a year ago. Like post-cancellation? Yeah. No. But he, yeah, he got kind of canceled. Yeah, he's canceled. I, I hate seeing people complain about cancellations. I hate the Me Too you, movement. It's ruining lives. It's just, you know what? Do you really want to work with a rapist? Because I wouldn't really want to work with a rapist. So I then, wouldn't either. So, you know, I guess some people would. But then it's just it's just not bad. It's just bad press. And, you know, what the way it is now is that it's easier for a studio. It's crazy to think it's easier for a studio to, like, Warner Bros. to just drop Johnny Depp then just keep him on and make money. Like, yeah, you know? and they're just like, just don't worry about it. That's a world you want to live in where rapists are getting jobs and it's just... Whatever. You know? and, and they're in, like, kids' movies and they're... Going Jack, Jack Black or whatever his name is. What's the pirate's name? Captain Jack... Yeah, Jack Black Sparrow. Jack Black Sparrow. Uh, you know, I can't. I don't think Johnny Depp... To be fair to Johnny Depp, I don't think it's uh, Kevin Space level. Yeah. I mean, he apparently he did do some abuse and that's really bad but uh i mean kevin spacey he's doing some gross stuff they both should not be they're both i wouldn't give him a job i wouldn't give him a job johnny depp uh, we in five years we're going to do a cop retrospective episode and we'll see if johnny depp still has a career okay if, if you can call his movies of the last 10 years a career you know he's good as willy wonka Right, he goes, you're weird. <laughs> she plays like a little kid. Some people think he's playing like a Michael Jackson type character. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's just gross. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Let's talk about Fear and Loathing, damn it. Yeah, let's get on with it. What's the movie about? Hunter S. Thompson. Basically a snapshot of Hunter S. Thompson's life. I think this was also a book, based off of a book that he wrote or something. It was a book he wrote. Um, it's called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's autobiographical, but in the book he changes the names of him and his attorney for legal purposes because they do a lot of illegal drugs in this. So then he can just be like, actually, it's not a biography. It's just a fictional story. <laughs> and that's why they call it gonzo journalism, yep. which is where basically the journalist is kind of a protagonist in the story. But, uh, yeah. The movie follows Raul Duke. and he's Hunter a S. Thompson. Yeah, and he's a journalist, and he's got to travel to Las Vegas to cover a race for a magazine. Mm -hmm. And he takes along his really crazy attorney named Gonzo. Yeah. And uh, they just have wacky hijinks, you know. They take a couple uppers, a couple downers, a couple in-betweeners. <laughs> There's a lot of close-ups of Johnny Depp and the cigarette hanging out. You know, this movie should have been in 3D. <laughs> we could have had the cigarette in your face all the time. <laughs> I want to smell it. 4D. Let's go. Um, do you know what the, the name was of the, the real life attorney? Uh, yes, it was, um, uh, I actually don't know. It, I think it was Oscar Costa. Okay. He, um, fun fact, he actually just disappeared. Really? Yeah. Uh, Probably for the best. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, it was good that he just went away? Like, he disappeared as in he got kidnapped, or he just kind of... 
I don't know. He he went uh, on a drug fueled escapade, never came back. No one knows where he went. And still to this day, Hunter S. Thompson, I think, theorized that he either got like got killed in like a drug interaction. Yeah. Or, um, or that he I don't know got like lost in the desert or something and just died. Yeah, both of those are possible, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people just get go missing all the time. You go to Walmart, you see 20 pages of missing kids since 1978. That shit hits you like a yeah. truck when you see all those kids. And you're like, damn, where'd they go? Bye-bye. Some creepy guy. Can you believe there's that many creepy people yeah. that pick people yeah. up? Yeah. Just like, actually... I'm going to remove you from society permanently like that. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's loco. Um, I was going to say. Yeah. And so, yeah, Johnny Depp plays Raul Duke or Hunter S. Thompson. And then Benicio Del Toro plays Dr. Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And both of them, I have to say, do a bang up job. They do great perform. They both have great performances. Um, I think Benicio Del Toro is the best in this. I Like, they're so good. I couldn't even pick one or the other honestly this is like johnny depp before he was i don't know he got too self-indulgent here's the thing johnny depp he does these eccentric roles right and he does but then he just kind of indulged it further and further until he's just playing a parody of himself but <laughs> but you know this is kind of uh you know if you're talking jim carrey this is like uh ace venture level jim carrey where you know <laughs> it's, it's just the right amount yeah of zaniness yeah he does a really great job uh it's it's a, he just kind of mumbles all his lines. He's like, "Hey, hey, Gonzo, cool it, set the fuck down." Well, why not? Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> he mumbles like that, but it's um, he's got great delivery. Um, he he does all the drug induced scenes very well. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Johnny Depp seems the type, you know, so <laughs> maybe it's a little easier for him to sell it, but. Benicio Del Toro in this is spectacular. I like his haircut in this. Makes me think of... Um, there's a there's a couple scenes in this where he's wearing a suit similar to Spike from Bebop. And, and, <laughs> and then the hair falls just in the right place to look like Spike's fro. And he kind of yeah. looks like Spike. Uh, he could play Spike if he had lost some weight. <laughs> he has a bit of a gut in this movie. He gained 40 pounds for this movie, actually. Really? Yeah, so it was one of those roles where it was just eat a lot of cheeseburgers. I think he said he ate 16 donuts a day. I think that's what I said on the Wikipedia. Well, this is not good. Not good for you? I wonder if some actors have really bad teeth because of the shit that they have to eat for movies. Well, all actors, they just they get their teeth fixed if they're not ideal. That's what you like to think, but if you really look at it, a lot of it's actors have shit teeth. Will Ferrell, shit yeah. teeth. Well, like actors like Will Ferrell, where it's like their looks are not like how they get their roles. You know what I'm saying? That's like whatever. You yeah. Know? Will Smith, like Steve Buscemi, has fuck teeth, but that's like part of his appeal. I wonder if Christian Bale has good teeth. I've never really looked. I'm sure, he does. I think he does have good teeth, if I can remember from my viewings of Batman. But they just get they just get their teeth fixed all the time if if it is shitty. If Christian Bale might have shitty teeth from a lot of all his fucked heroin shooting to <laughs> rolls and shit. It's too much. But um, fear and loathing. The cast does a pretty good job. That's the t- Raul Duke and Gonzo here. Del Toro and Depp are like basically the bulk of the film character wise. Then we have yep. a lot of side characters and some cameos. 
Um, I guess the most significant other than these two would be who? I don't know. Toby Maguire as the hitchhiker. Yeah. Toby Maguire in this movie is has a haircut of fucking Gollum from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It's I don't know why they made him look like that. He looks so gave like, him a five. Head. It's hard to look at him. Yeah. Honestly, it's like the grossest, wispiest. Hair ever looks medieval, man. Probably the type of hitchhikers they were getting around Nevada. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Well, you know what? He's not the weirdest part of that. And and in a funny scene in the beginning, you know, he he jumps on and he's just supposed to be a naive kid. Toby Myers basically playing Peter Parker here, where he just kind of looks and smiles and goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and and then you know they tr- <laughs> they try to pretend that they're not on drugs in front of him, and they're like, okay, let's play this cool, okay. Uh, and then I can't even remember what they do, but I think they pull over and then he just jumps over the side of the car. Yeah. It's like, see ya, thank you, bye. And he runs away. Like, giant uh, like, talking with the bats in the sky. Yeah. He's, he's like thinking out loud. Yeah, and he's like, did I say that out loud? Shit, what? Toby <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, no. And that's a good, and I'm glad you mentioned that, though. Let's talk about, I want to talk about the effects in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's some decent effects. Some of them are dog shit. Some of them have aged really, really bad. fucking bad. The CGI uh, when they're when they're tripping on acid and they look at this woman and her face is stretching and shit looks, looks like a piss Snapchat filter. It looks really bad and it's so jarring because this is a very well shot film. Oh, mama, mama! It it looks very. They they use a lot of these close up shots, but they work well. I don't know. They just kind of give every scene a more intimate and and personal touch. It's like you know. It's it's kind of like that feeling when you're kind of high as fuck, yeah. and everything kind of feels focused in on you. Yeah, they do that really well in this movie. Um, there's a, a great color palette. I don't know. There's just a lot of great visual. The lighting, choices. halfway through the movie. Oh my god! When they're at the casino, when they're at the in their hotel room, they have like multicolored lights everywhere. It looks so goddamn good. We didn't even mention that this is directed by Terry Gilliam. What else has he done? Brazil. Okay, that's what I thought. I saw that name at the end, and I was like, is that Terry Gilliam, like, Brazil guy? And I forgot. I just had a brain fart. But yes, Terry Gilliam, Monty Python, Brazil. Almost did Watchmen. Almost did Watchmen with David Bowie. Um, and yeah, I guess, and you can kind of tell, it's just, it's a visually striking film, and he's he's gifted with the camera, as we saw in Brazil and, uh, and other stuff, too. Yeah. That's probably some of the best, like... I think this is one of those films where a lot of the appeal is the visual style. And I think that is a big criticism that people have with the film is kind of style over substance. Although before we get into that, I just want to finish talking about the effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of crappy effects. Like this woman's face turns into an eel and it's like really, it's like mid-90s CGI. It looks bad. And mm-hmm. it looks really bad now. It just is a bad juxtaposition. Yep. There's some decent stuff though. Um, I like the scene when he's tripping on acid and everyone turns into a lizard, but it's like, yeah, prop, that's practical and it's practical so. and it's, it's kind of comedic. Like that's not, you know, I don't think that's what it's like when you trip on acid. I've never done psychedelics. But... We never do any sort of illegal drug like that, but it, it was a funny scene regardless. And there's a couple other good scenes, um, effect wise where they, uh, pattern on the floor moving patterns on the floor moving creeping up someone's leg and stuff like that there's some subtle work like that that's really well done um yeah, initially and last piece of trivia because I, I read the wikipedia trivia it up and it's a long ass page um ralph baxi who did a lot of animation in the 80s and 90s i can't like name anything off the top of my head but he he 
approached a studio and was like, let me do an animated version. Or he approached Hunter S. Thompson and said, let me do an animated version of this. Because he's like, the only way you can do this is if it's animated. The only proper way to do it. Okay. And they said no. Because <laughs> um, because live action stuff, obviously, is going to make way more. And also, like, an animated adult movie. Even, like, I mean, that's just, you know, in the West. You don't do that kind of thing. Okay. You don't have drugs in a, no. in a, in a cartoon for kids. Cartoons you don't are for do kids. They're for kids. Okay, cartoons are for kids. Live, live actions for adults, period. <laughs> so we got this instead. But the effects are pretty decent overall. Uh, and they portray the trips and stuff well. Uh, what were we talking about? What was I going to go back to? Uh, we're talking about the effects. And then you were going to... I think you are going to talk about how the movie is like more uh, style over substance. Yeah, okay. I think So this movie is... It's a good time to talk about the cult appeal. This movie wasn't really well received. Got mixed reviews upon release. It's uh, like fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like yeah, it's like fifty percent. Um, made no money. I didn't. I don't think it even recouped its budget. Yeah, it was like a thirteen million budget. And they like made Tenet. <laughs> okay, that's a different situation. Okay, did I give bags for Tenet last episode? No. I didn't give. Uh, I'm gonna quickly interject. I'm gonna give bags for Beetlejuice because I didn't get bag last time, and we promised. Yeah. Uh, three bags for Kay. Beetlejuice. Okay. Three bags out of five. Anyway, continue. Uh, so the movie didn't do that well, uh, and it's but it's now it's well received. It's a cult classic. I can see why. It's a really very entertaining picture. This is it's well paced. I would say, <clears throat> and there wasn't really a dull moment for me. However, I think some people may perceive. Um, the kind of nature of the film, repetitive, which is, uh, for the most part... Bong ribs, bong ribs, LSD ribs, coke ribs, yep. beer ribs. I'm sure people who are not really into drug culture, who are sort of, are, you know, are, are averse to that kind of stuff, they might not enjoy this that much, because that's a big focus of the film, which is drugs, 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 yep. mescaline, LSD. They, ether, they, ether, they ether. trip on something like six, seven times in this movie, and there's extended scenes. Yeah. And they're fun to watch, and there's some comedy, like when Raul Duke, in the scene that we're watching here, he's checking into a hotel, and he's fucking, fucking LSD, sweating on LSD, and he's like, uh, Duke, Raul Duke, Raul Duke, huh? <laughs> looks around, and it's good stuff. This man suffers from a bad heart. But one problem, I, I do have a small problem in that regard, in the sense that in the book, and from what I've read, I have not read the book. Have you read any Hunter S. Thompson stuff? I have not. Did you read uh, Doonesbury comics? Yes. You know the character that's like parodying Hunter S. Thompson in that? No, I can't tell you. Pretty sure his name's just Duke in it. I read um I read a comic called Trans Metropolitan by the now cancelled Warren Ellis, mm. who also wrote Planetary. The guy with lots of girlfriends? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the guy with lots of girlfriends. Uh, and Trans Metropolitan is basically like a cyberpunk Hunter S. Thompson. Like gonzo journalism with this drug addict guy who just writes. Um, so that's the m most experience I've had. But no, I haven't read any of his works. Although this is a pretty decent intro. Yeah. To, to his stuff because I think it's pretty interesting. And like as I was saying, one thing that bothers me about this movie is that you know the trip scenes are fun, but they you know after a while you're like, all right, what's gonna happen next? There isn't really a traditional plot line in this movie, nope. which once again doesn't bother me because. In a sense, it almost gave me a feel of like these sort of late '90s crime movie or early 2000 crime movies or independent movies, kind of just like in the vein of something like Boogie Nights, where you just sort of portray what's happening without a traditional 
narrative or climax or something like that. Like, to me, this movie, like, Days of Confused, it doesn't really have a... It has kind of like a coming-of-age story, right? But, yeah. like, what's a... Are there huge plot lines? No. no. And, like, not every movie has to be an epic. It does not have to be an epic. I agree. And not every story needs to have a traditional narrative. I would certainly hope that all films do not have a traditional narrative because uh, storytelling in cinema is so much more than that. But I think one thing that bothered me about this movie is that there's a couple interjections in this film in which Hunter S. Thompson does a little bit of narration. And he talks about the what he perceives as sort of the failure of the counterculture of the 60s. Mm-hmm. And that's a theme that I have, I've actually, like, that's something I, I that interests me, is 60s counterculture and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he talks about the decline of it and, and what came of it and the result and, and, I don't know, sort of a darker period in American history that is happening at this time. Because the film was set in 1971. They, he does it like two times, and I feel like that was like the emotional crux of the film. That was the point of all these drug scenes is to show like kind of the darker side of this like uh, hippie dark or uh, like drug, like you know, very liberal use of drugs type of society kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that enough, and I don't know if it's sort of a thing where that's not really entertaining. That obviously works better in novel form when you can just have. A chapter about an essay about the decline of 60s counterculture and you don't skip a beat and it doesn't work in the traditional format but I just felt like in that regard the film could have given me a little bit more and there's an there's there's so much there's a couple great visuals and stuff like that um early on in the film they're waiting behind this hippie car um that's filled with hippies covered in flowers it's like a pickup truck and then right in front of them you see um, a dead pedestrian being wheeled away after a car crash. I mean, that's such a like a great visual metaphor for like yeah. this whole theme that they have going through the film, but they just don't touch on it enough for me to the point where I was just a little bit disappointed. And I don't know. I feel like if I read the book, I'll be more rewarded in that regard. Maybe. Um, but yeah. I came to a realization while watching this movie. Yeah. And like, I made me kind of appreciate the idea of Las Vegas and just also counterculture in general, even though the narration is like it was a failure. Yeah. Is that it's it's so important to have these places like Las Vegas where people can just be hedonistic and gross. Because if it wasn't for counterculture, we would... or And the ability for people to be gross, we wouldn't have the progression that we have, I don't think. Yeah. Like um, homosexuals, those were gross. Those were disgusting. Yeah. If it wasn't for people just going and normalizing being quote-unquote gross, it would just never have progressed. Yeah. So, like, the places like this, um, allowing people to just... Let's get married to some girl I just met while I was drunk at a casino. Let's gamble away. Booze it and gamble. Coke rip and hooker rip and... (laughs) Yeah, LSD rip, LSD mescaline rip. rip. As off-putting as it is, some people, it indirectly, I think, is very helpful. And them going to Las Vegas is such, like, yeah. uh, it just, like, it's such You're a not going to Wisconsin place. Dells. <laughs> if you're in Loathing in Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin, it would be pretty cool, if you ask me. If you ask the Red Letter Media guy, they'd say that's cool. <laughs> There's probably a lot of fear and loathing there. But, um... You know, script-wise, I think the film is is pretty well written. There's a great dialogue. 
Um, and it's a pretty funny film. One of my favorite scenes uh, is when these guys, halfway through the film, after their race, after the race is over, they completely mucked up their assignment because obviously instead of actually reporting, they were just doing fuck ton of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and hundred, uh, I was gonna say Andres Thompson. It's Raul Duke. Raul Duke is on his way home. Um, and he gets a call from Gonzo saying that he got him a job to cover the DA convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of funny. You get some fu- obviously funny scenes where these drug addicts on drugs are going to this police convention. I love the scene where they have the one police guy on and he's talking about reefer addicts. <laughs> yeah. And they're all just having a good laugh about these degenerates and they're just talking about uh, how terrible weed is for you and now it makes you crazy and stupid makes you rape people and kill people yeah so it just threw me back to our reefer madness episode and yeah that was great but there's a lot of good stuff they also have a raul duke has a weird confrontation with a cop on the way i think to that convention uh in a in a, one of the strangest scenes of the film which one the cop pulls him over and then at the end of the scene, he's like, can you give me a kiss? That was at the end of the movie. Oh, was that at the end of the movie? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's lonely out here. Right. And I, okay, that scene, do you want to talk about it quickly? Sure. So basically, Hunter S. Thompson is leaving town after uh, after all the shenanigans they get into. But we didn't really talk about the, the plot of the movie, I guess. Um, I don't really want to. Watch a movie if you want to get the plot. Uh, so he's leaving town. After their big, big night in Las Vegas, what happens in Texas stays in Las Vegas. And he was leaving, and he's going super fucking fast. And then you got this funny narration um, when the this highway officer starts blaring a siren saying, pull over. And Hunter S. Thompson is going, like, most people don't get the psyche of the highway patrol guy. You can't just you know, pull over. You gotta play with them a little bit. And then he starts going, like, fucking 140 down the highway. And then he puts on his... He's like, you gotta put on your blinkers so he thinks you're going one way. <laughs> and then he just, like, goes the other way or whatever. And then, yeah, the highway patrol guy, like, is like, can I see your license? And he shows him, and he's like, is this you? Because I think, like, that guy recognized that he was Hunter S. Thompson. And then at the end, he's like, it's alone out here. Like, can you uh, give me a kiss? And I think that was, like, the... Uh, the police way of saying like say uncle i guess yeah it was like it was like uh i'm like i got the power yeah it was like a do what i say moment yeah the classic uh or no i guess it was halfway through the movie i think it was because then he goes back well we can just yeah i'm wrong it was yeah it was halfway uh this scene, yeah, yeah, this scene half, happens like directly halfway. Yeah, halfway through the movie. Yeah. I, th- I think that's when he and then he, he gets a call, like, and then he goes back to Vegas for yeah, the for convention. The DEA, yeah, that was a funny prelude to that whole scenes. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty decent script, I think. Uh, a pretty decent adaptation. Besides the stuff, and I get that you can't have a guy narrate. As, as much as I might enjoy that, it's really not good filmmaking to have a guy narrate over, like, 60s stock footage of hippies in a circle. Like, you yeah. can't just have that for 40 minutes, which is why they don't include too much of it. And they try not to hammer you over the head with it. But that's just what I wanted to hear about. Like, you know, this is... Not to say this isn't a movie with depth, but I think, like, this is a movie that would have benefited from, like, a little bit more... I don't know. Like self-reflection i guess a little bit more introspection 
There's just a lot of scenes of Duke wandering around fucked on drugs, doing dumb shit, looking looking wide-eyed all around him. And that's entertaining enough. But I wanted a little bit more. I don't know. Like, there was quite a, there was quite a bit. There was lots of, like, narration where he wasn't just talking about drugs or whatever. And no, it, he talks about a journey and stuff like that. Yeah. And he does commentary on his surroundings and various people he meets and kind of ideas that he finds himself presented with and stuff. But I don't know. I think I wanted this to be a little bit more journalism, a little bit less drugs. Well, the big thing about Hunter S. Thompson was he would like he would go into and just full, be fully uh, surrounded by the culture that he was writing about, right? Like when he his big thing was he did a piece on like the Hell's Angels, yeah, and he joined them for a bit, and then. You know, the, make a movie about drug culture. It's going to show him fucked on drugs. Like, do you want a Hunter S. Thompson movie where he's doing narration about fucking cow farms? No. You want a Hunter S. Thompson movie where he's fucked on drugs. I think the movie could have been a bit longer. I mean, Terry Gilliam can make long movies. Mm -hmm. He can explore ideas a long time. This movie's just under two hours. What is, I wonder if there's, like, a director's cut. Like, a good 30 minutes would have been nice, if you ask me. Yeah. This is a movie that you, can be long. I mean... I feel like the the problem they had here was they kind of wanted to appeal to the mainstream audience a little. I think there was a little bit of studio interference in that regard. There may have been, like, maybe some studio interference with have more drug scenes or something. Yeah, I think there was some there was some push and pull in terms of um, writing and script and stuff. Which There's always like, makes for a better movie. It does, yeah. I mean, I'm maybe not necessarily always. Always. You say, do a movie this way, it always goes over better. <laughs> it always goes over better when you... Directors have... love that! When you say, hey, buddy, can you throw in a fucking Wojak in this scene Studi or a meme? Studios watch the movie and they're like, that's pretty nice. Um, just uh, don't forget, you need to have like at least a couple sex scenes in there. Throw romance plot in it! Yeah. Why not? You're young. Come on. The closest thing to a love interest in this movie is... LSD. Is LSD, and this one scene that is also pretty good, uh, that's kind of a standout, is later on in the film when they stop at a diner, and Gonzo propositions this lady <laughs> by, by handing... <laughs> fun. Uh, he hands this lady a piece of paper that says, Backdoor Beauty. Big question mark, and underlined. Big question mark, and she's like, I can't believe you wrote this. And he's like, what, that's, that's the name of a horse. <laughs> Uh, and he was just drunk as fuck or fucked on something. Yeah. And then he pulls out a knife, and then it's kind of one of those. It's, it's kind of one of those scenes where yeah. everyone's going, ah, ah, ah. Uh, It's pretty rough. And then, like, in the most blatant metaphor for rape ever, this guy goes over the counter and says, How much for the pie? How much for the cream pie? And, and, he, and he's like, And he's like, How much for. And she's like, 25 cents for a slice. And he's like, I want the whole thing. And then he's like, don't sell yourself so short. Like, how much for the whole thing? <laughs> and, then, and then he takes the pie and then he leaves. And I thought he was going to just fucking whip it at her face. And I was like, please don't throw it at her <laughs> face. Please, please, please. We didn't talk too much about Dr. Gonzo. But basically, he's just this dude. And he's a, hugely addicted to drugs. Um, he takes his drugs and he gets super crazy and... And kind of psychotic and sadistic. I wonder if his drug influence or his drug use was influenced by Hunter S. Thompson or if he was just a druggie before that. 
I I wonder. I mean, <laughs> there's there's a couple scenes in this film where Raul Duke has, has to like protect himself against Gonzo because he takes like fucking uh, a whole bag of LSD. Yeah. And then he just can't. In another great scene that I the bathtub, the bathtub scene. Yeah, he's playing White Rabbit by <laughs> Jefferson Airplane on a tape recorder. And he asks Raul Duke to throw the recorder er, in the tub with him while it's plugged in, and Raul Duke's like, "No, I don't want to do that because you're gonna, I'm gonna kill you." And he's like, "Do it!" And then he doesn't do it. And he hits him with a fucking grapefruit or something. Yeah. Uh, and then they have another standoff. Uh, their relationship in this film is funny in the sense that it's like non-existent. They're just two guys that bum around together. Yeah, I mean they're on drugs the whole time, but their re- their relationship is is basically just like, all right, let's get this thing done. Two druggies feeding off each other. Exactly. Um, yeah, he 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 hits him with like a fucking grapefruit and orange or something. Runs to the next room. I think he grabs like a bottle of like. Uh, cologne and he's like this is mace you want me to mace you <laughs> and then i don't know that warns him off um but the we kind of briefly talked about the lighting is again i just want to say so good all the cinematography in this movie is so great it's so dynamic it never rests except when it needs to like we got a very mundane sort of scene going on but this movie really isn't like a social commentary movie first it's like a comedy movie first it, it it's like it is you're right as the thing is that it's mostly like a dark comedy yeah um you get a, there's a lot of comedy in this film like i mean whenever they're doing drugs it's you're they're trying to elicit a couple laughs from you with their silly behavior and then there's this great scene where when they're going to the dea convention uh, they have all these police guys lined up trying to get their room and then i think the receptionist is the Law and Order forehead guy. Law and Order forehead guy. Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney, whatever. <laughs> and um, there's this really angry police guy with his wife that's fucking crying for some reason. He's like, I need my room. I need my room. And then you got this good scene of like uh, Maloney's uh, like point of view where he's just screaming at him like, Fuck you, asshole! Because uh, he's just like, sorry, we don't have a room. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And he's like, I deal with you pricks all day, and now I have the power. And then, like, Hunter S. Thompson comes up just looking drugged out as fuck, and he's like, hey, is there a room for me? He's like, yes, there is, sir. And he's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting in first ahead of all these ding-a-lings. Yeah. That's hilarious. So it's good stuff. Uh, there's a there's a few celebrity cameos in this ram randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Cameron Diaz is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in it? Pen. Pen. Uh, Vern Troyer, the the guy people know. Uh, I think he was mostly for I guess Mini Me and Austin Powers. Who is he? Uh, he he was just he was just one of he was like uh, in that uh, circus. Oh, in that circus bar they go to the circus bazooka place. They, uh, he's one of the waiters, I believe, who's giving him drinks. I love this scene also after they take ether, and they're just shambling down, and they look so stupid. And um, Johnny Depp is like, they love. He's like ether. Uh, Las Vegas is a best place, best place to use ether because everyone just thinks you're drunk, and in Las Vegas they love a drunkard. 
Because they'll just be like, yeah, come on, give us your money. Give us your money. So <laughs> they just like stumble into this place and they're just holding their money and they're just like taking it. They're like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then they just go to this huge circus place, which if it's still uh, in business, I would love to go to this place. It looks like a fucking hoot. It looks like stimulus overload. That, that's, that's one of the funny, another funny scene in this film is when they go to this place uh, while they're also fucked on drugs and it's all too much for them because they're seeing chimps and there's like a trapeze act happening directly above, above their them. head. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. It looks like a lot of fun. Just even, like if we were sober, it'd be lots of fun. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but like, again, I know so many people are going to watch this and they're going to be like, this movie sucks. Nothing happens. And this is, and I feel like I've made fun of other movies for doing this, so maybe this is a bit of a cope, because I liked a lot of the aspects of this movie. I, this is just like a snapshot movie. It's just get a day, not a day, but a week in the life of this guy, get some insight, and let's move on. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. And that's what happens in real life and stories, is uh, they start and they end, as David Lynch once said. Uh, it starts and it ends and you don't always get some life-changing moment where at the end of the day you're different i feel and this is oh such a this feels like so copy for me to say because i made fun of fucking clerks for doing this shit which shit where they just fucking nothing happened nothing happened in clerks okay maybe this is a cope but nothing like there are things that happen in this movie, but they're just not epic, okay? It's not, oh, his mom died, and then he has to cry about it and move on, and then he has a love interest, and something happens there, and there's drama. It's not that, okay? It's a different story, and you're not getting some resolution at the end where he fucking dies, or who knows what. It's just, he goes to Las Vegas, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's what happens. That is what happens. And he sees a couple of chimps, this cute chimp. The chimp who, like, what, what do they say happens to it? Like, he killed someone and <laughs> they had to, like, take it away. Something like that. Yeah. I love Penn in this movie. Hello, Penn. Young Penn. Um, but, yeah. I think that's my piece. I only really two things that are somewhat substantial is that there's some bad effects that are just, ugh. Like, just remaster this. Give it to George Lucas' stream and remaster it right now. Put some rocks around him. Put some what? Put some rocks around them. Put the, Do you know that? No. In A New Hope, one of the... And I'll say it's A New Hope for the remastered one. They... Or I, I, George Lucas and his goons. Um, you know that scene where the Tusken Raiders come and they attack Luke and C-3PO? Yeah. And then R2-D2 goes and hides? Yes. They put, like, digital rock, rocks around him. <laughs> Which, like, I get I get a sentiment because watching, like, how do the Tusken Raiders not just look to their left and see R2? But it's still so dumb. It just adds stupid fucking shit that no one's going to watch. Oh, this is a better movie now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God he added oh. those rocks in there. Oh, that was such a big plot hole. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. This movie saved. It's a 10 now. It was a 6 before. 
and now it's a 10. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lucas. Give me the remastered edition. Remaster the effects in this a little. Touch them up. Remaster Toy Story. Remaster. Yeah, my only problem with this is that the effects, there's some jarring effects, and then I just wanted a little bit more uh, journal, actual journalism slash uh, social commentary. But that's about it. Otherwise, it's a very engaging, dark comedy sort of picture. Uh, with great performances and a very, very intriguing visual style. One thing that we don't talk about a lot, and um, we're going to talk about this quickly, is also the costuming, and this is very, very good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, he, he looks like Spike right now. Does he not? <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Spike Spiegel. They're actually making a live-action series, um, and it's who's playing him? Uh, Steven Yoon, I think? The guy who plays Glenn? No. It's either it's either, it's either the guy who plays Glenn in The Walking Dead. Oh, what? Like the main guy? Look it up. It might be him. It's either him or it's John Cho. Um, uh, um, who's in the cast? Oh, it's actually John Cho. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's John Cho. From Harold and Kumar and From Star, Star Trek. Trek? Yeah. He's kind of old. He's 50. He also doesn't look like Spike Spiegel. He doesn't look like... Well, I mean, Spike is like a white guy, right? He is a white guy. <laughs> Spike is a white guy. This is kind of a bit racist. But you can't get away with that now, I because, think. Like, that's... I know why they did it. Because it's anime. So you have to have the... The... Oh. Well, you know what? People were not too satisfied with the Ghost in the Shell. And then that movie ended up being shit, too. Actually, is Spike Spiegel supposed to be Japanese? Let's look. It's, it says right there Japanese. Or no. Wait. Place of origin is Mars. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't know, look up what race is he. I, well, people just say, like, default anime like characters with paler skin yeah. are, is just meant to be a Japanese unless otherwise stated. He's based off of a Japanese actor, so many fans, since he's Japanese, that is affiliated with the Asian origin game. But there's also a case for him being Jewish. Okay. And with him, be there's also a, the case for him being Jewish with his surname, hair, and choice of pistol. The classic nah, Jewish gun. Not really sure about that third one there, <laughs> but those other ones, I guess, uh, could be could lend credence anyway. Uh, I mean, uh, it's okay. That is a Jewish gun. Don't lie. When you see that that's, barrel, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's that gun is kosher for sure. <laughs> Maybe that is some sort of. What does that text say? Yeah, it says kosher on it. Yeah, it says lechayim on it. Yeah. Just cool with the anti-Semitic remarks. Okay? <laughs> I think if we we watch this movie again, or you watch this movie again, and you looked at it like a bit more critically, and I feel like on the second rewatch you'd probably get more social commentary out of it. But I just feel like there's so many uh, mind-draining scenes of colors lights and effects and drugs that you you might miss that that's just my opinion because i think i think it had some social commentary but I, I think this movie is just a comedy first and i think the comedy works it does yeah it just i don't know i'll, I'll read the book and i'll probably be satisfied how many you want to go to bags uh sure why not um do you want me to go first yeah let's switch it up uh, i'll give this one you know what, maybe 
this is a better rating than it sounds like you give it. But uh, honestly, just those two aspects were the only thing that bothered me. Otherwise, it's a very well-crafted film. I'm going to give it four bags out of five. Nice. It's a good movie, and I'll I'll probably watch it again. I will, too. I would like, uh, I'd like to see if there's a director's cut, because we watched this one on, on Netflix. Uh, and you, it do, Unfortunately, Netflix doesn't really tell you what you're watching. It, did it say here's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? You don't know if it's a director's cut, theatrical cut, yeah. the extended cut. You really have no... I wish they would just tell us what rip it was of the movie. I think, like, for the most part on Netflix, theatrical cuts, but sometimes they'll just... Like specific, it's a final cuts, I guess. They specifically have Blade Runner final cut, but that's because Blade Runner fans are anal about which cut it is, so they can't get away with that. But other movies, you know, um, you can just get away with putting the movie on, and no one's really gonna bother you about it. Just nerds like us. That's basically because Blade Runner, Blade Runner in particular, because it's like you're gonna know as soon as you hear the narration, yeah, or a way that you yeah, don't yeah. hear the narration. <laughs> Done that. I made my way to Chinatown, and now I had to find the replicant. And the problem was that the job was hard, and I was old and tired. And, and then I went to the... Come on. Come on, Mr. Ford. Snakes. Why do I have to be snakes? The, he, never get Harrison Ford to do something after he's done, like, the main project. Because, you know, yeah. he did Star Wars, and then they call him back for holiday special. <laughs> Terrible. Then they do the Blade Runner, and then I think after he did the narration, because they just added it in, because it was in the book. But in a book, you have narration, which, like I said, you don't want to do necessarily in a movie, which is why I don't fully uh, blame them for not having a ton of Hunter S. Thompson uh, like essay narration in this film. Yeah, because he wasn't narrating in real life. He was just... He was just sitting in his hotel room looking at the Well, why not? <laughs> Taking what does he take at the end of the movie? Like the big finale, does he takes uh, an adrenal gland concentrate or something? Yeah, Gonzo gives him some like some stuff harvested from a pineal gland or pineal gland, um, and it just makes him go cuckoo crazy. He said it's like the more powerful than pure mescaline. I don't know, and then he just trips even harder, and that, like that's what that's what, another small thing is just like. They trip. All right, what's the next trip? Oh, they saw something else. All right, he's sweaty again, and they're stumbling around. Well, and then they're and then after that one, they got to pick up the pieces. And I kind of like this this scene where he's walking around the room, and then he's seeing like the past happen around him. That was good, except they did that two times. They did it two times. There's like two times where they go crazy. Well, there's one time where they wake up and they're like, "What happened?" And then there's one time when he comes back and. And um, Gonzo has trashed the room in like a similar way, and he's. Oh, is it? Is it that first scene? This is. I don't know. (laughs) I can't. The chronology. It's. It's hard to trace which scene happened in this movie. Also, do you like Wednesday Adams in the movie? Uh, She was all right playing a little kid that got uh, probably raped by Gonzo, and and he gave her LSD. That was awesome. That was like epitome dark humor when he enters the hotel room and he sees. Gonzo with this little girl and drawings of Barbara Streisand that's strewn all over the room. And he's like, that, yeah, she draws, draw, she draws Barbara Streisand from the TV. And She's Duke really is, got something. And, and Duke is like, we gotta, we gotta cut her loose. Like, okay. No, that's not what he says. What do you he say? He's like, we gotta pimp her out. Do you remember that? He said, I, I think in that scene he was joking. 
because he takes Gonzo to the hallway and he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, who is this girl? And he's like, oh, I love her. <laughs> like, early on, he's like, give me a kiss. And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then he says, like, yeah, we got to pimp her out. We can make, like, tw- uh, 20. Uh, he's like, we can make, like, 2,000 bucks a night with her. Just but keep I, pumping LSB into her. But I think he's just fucking with Gonzo because Gonzo's like, you're a sick, disgusting man. And then he's like, okay, let's get her into a hotel room <laughs> and then just fucking go. We, we can't be... We can't get caught with her. And then later on, they're driving down a strip and they see her crossing the street. They have a Marcellus Wallace moment yeah. with her from Pulp Fiction. And then they go, ah! And then they <laughs> drive away somewhere. And then it was so funny when you also saw like Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper not, again. Not Toby Hooper who plays Leatherface. See, it, makes or, you, sorry. it makes you think of Toby Hooper because he looks like such a dirty hillbilly with that hair. It's just, that's, that's like... Toby Hooper's not a dirty hillbilly. I can't believe he, pl- I said he played fucking, uh... He's a director. He's a director of Texas Chainsaw. He, he looks like a discount John Williams. Smoking a cigar. Maybe John Williams and he Steven looks like, Spielberg. He looks like, he looks like if he took every director from the <laughs> 70s and 80s into like a face averaging thing. <laughs> That's what you would get. Like, he's Carpenter, he's Kubrick, he's Spielberg all together. There's him and Kubrick. There's a little bit of Lucas in there. He's got the... Hey! Well, he's starting to get the Lucas neck that we know and love. <laughs> Lucas's neck is not that big. Is that Wes Craven and some other guy? I don't know. That's James Gunn. That's James Gunn? Yeah. Is that the pedophile? No. D- James Gunn made tweets. Okay. James Gunn got canceled oh, for. Made I, actually, you know what? I was still, we, when that happened, like a year or two ago, I was like, that was silly. He yeah. didn't deserve to be canceled. He got he got crucified over tweets where he made like edgy jokes. Yeah, and this I was, know and it people, was so dumb. And people were pissed from this guy who makes like he used to make like like those grindhouse movies that were just like super violent. James Gunn did. Yeah, he used to make like old horror movies. Hmm. What's that one? Look him if you go to his Wikipedia. I forgot uh, what the movies are called. No, go to his Wikipedia. Go to his Wikipedia. Go to Wikipedia. No, go up, go up, yeah, go, yeah, 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 go. No, go to the top. Go to okay, the top. Okay, yeah. okay. He used to do. He did the see. He did. A, he did a web series called P- James Gunn's PG Porn, and people were pissed that he's making edgy jokes. And then he got fired from Guardians Three. Yeah. And then people were like, hey, that was kind of dumb. So then they're like, actually, we... And then he got hired by DC for Suicide Squad. and then Marvel... The Suicide Squad. And then Marvel was like, oh, we fucked up. So then they hired him back again. I hope they have a line in this movie where Will Smith says, so what, we're the Suicide Squad? I guess you can get the memo that he's not in this movie. Will Smith? No. Why not? Because he just we knew don't, his fucking we, Joker-ish? We don't need him. Yeah, that's the thing. James Gunn, I think, wants to make a good movie. So I don't think Will Smith is going to fit into the picture. They replaced him with... Um, he hasn't been recast, but they got Idris Elba. So you know he's just going to be the new Will Smith. He's going to be the new main black guy who shoots a gun. Uh, yeah, like That's just such wasted fucking talent. Idris Elba? Or maybe he'll, be, he'll have a good role. I don't Probably know. Probably not. I mean, did you see him in the Hobbs and Shaw where he's just like, I'm a Superman. Yeah, that's right. And, I'm and the it, bad guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna f- He's. I'm no, this is. He literally said in that movie, I'm a black Superman. And then he's like punching guys across the room. And it's, oh my God. Oof. What happened there? 
Way to go, guys. You know, that's no Idris Elba. Idris Elba's no stranger to those cash and rolls. I mean, he was in Pacific Rim. What was he doing in that movie? He was in the office. He's in the office. He's pretty good in the office. Yeah, he was. Uh, there's something maybe else I was going to say, but I still haven't given my pegs yet. Hmm. Bright light city, gonna set my, my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. I wish I would have stayed for the entire credits to hear that Dead Kennedy song. They shred so hard. Bing, 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 Fresh fruits for rotting vegetables. Don't listen to this podcast. Turn this off if you're listening to it. And listen to that album. It's a banger. I would also suggest having the lyrics on hand. Because understanding anything those bozos say is... Kind of hard. He's going... You might hear an N-word in there out of the blue. But that's about it. You might hear an N-word. You'll hear some governor. Some vaguely political shit. And then you'll hear kill the landlord. And you're like, what's going on? For this movie... I'm giving it 9 out of 10 bags. This is a certified hood classic. It's a good time. Don't watch it with your mom. Don't show your mom this movie because she won't like it. Um, maybe show your dad if he owns a Led Zeppelin record somewhere in the home. Your girlfriend, depending whether or not... Um, or boyfriend. Or boyfriend. Or they partner. Friend, whatever, yeah. To all the non-binaries out there, Look, if, I don't know what your partner... If you go to smoke a joint and they don't want to come, don't watch this movie with them. That's all I'll say, because it's going to be it's gonna be a rough time. Because it's just a movie... To, to the person who doesn't indulge, it's going to be a movie about drugs for people on drugs. What is this crap? My dad would watch this and be like, what, what in the hell is this? What is that herby smell I smell? I see it right under your eyes. You making a pizza? You got a pizza? Then what's that herb I smell? Uh, yeah, Nine Bags, good movie. Liked it a lot. Terry did it again, that son of a bitch, even though I unfortunately didn't remember his name or associated with the other work that he's done that I love. Sorry, buddy. I'm bad with names. But it's good. It's good. Um, I can definitely see, though, why people don't like it. Uh, next week, Napoleon Dynamite. Next week after that, pick a movie right now. Um, let's do Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I'm so. Can you pick a bad movie next time? I'm sick of doing good movies. Hey, it's not my fault, man. Look, here's the thing: cult movies. Some of them are bad, but for the most part, people like good movies. We can pick a bad. You know what? We can pick a bad movie right now for the week after. Like, nope. Well, save it. Don't. We're not messing with. As a brilliant drummer once said, "Don't mess with the formula. Let's stick." He said, to, "Don't fuck with the formula. Don't fuck with the formula. Right. Stick with the script." Okay, you know what? Uh, after that, we'll do the we'll do the room. No. When are we doing the room? Vetoed. If when we if we meet uh, Greg Sestero. What if we don't meet him? Then fuck the room. Gonna be, we can't we can't call ourselves cult of personality. We have to review that. The stupid oh hi Mark, hi doggy, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Whatever. You know what? I think you I think the problem is just that you've exhausted that movie to a point where there's no novelty for you. No See, I've novelty. Movie, I've seen that movie like two times. You've seen it like two hundred times since like for years now, so it's not as fresh for you. 
Okay, you gotta just remember that feeling after like your third viewing where you're like, man, this movie, this rocked my world. It's like bad, but it's so funny. Okay. <laughs> There's no movies that you like like that? Do you know what he's doing here? He's smoking out of some, like the halogens and the life of or whatever the gas is. C- Caitlin was like, he's smoking meth. And I'm like, how? And I'm no, like, he's just smoking. He's actually smoking the light bulb. Yeah? Yeah. And I love that line where he says, like, um, people can get more high without drugs than yeah. with drugs. That was funny. He's not smoking. At first, when I, he pulled that out, I was like, is that a crack pipe? But no, that's clearly a light bulb. And you can't yeah. put anything in the light bulb. Yeah. So no, he's not smoking crack. He's just, how would you get gas out? Of the light bulb? Yeah. I guess um, you just poke a little hole in the contact. One second. Smoking light bulbs. This is Fear so- and loathing. Someone. What does Raul Duke smoke out of a light bulb? A light bulb vape? This I don't is think it's shroomery. A- uh, I always assumed it was meth. It, if it if was DMT, I think he would have had some sort of experience stemming from it, at least a voiceover. Do these people okay. not hear the line where he says marijuana? Like, when he explains, <laughs> no, you don't smoke out of a light bulb. What? Bro, you never smoke kush out of a... <laughs> when your mom's gone, you don't have a pipe. You just, you know, you, if you don't have an apple handy, you grab that light bulb and you spark it up. <laughs> Maybe it's speed. And because he has ADHD, it makes him focus. So okay. he lies back and watches TV. Get up. These these people on this forum, they can't even... They, they can't read subtitles. They can't listen to the movie. He literally says it's not drugs. This, so there's not... It's not cocaine. This, it's not mad. This guy's signature is get mad, swag money, big pimpin'. Kind of based. I won't lie to you. Hash slash oil. Are you smoking out of the light bulb? No. Wasn't it some sort of show about the 60s on the TV, though? That could have been what induced a flashback. I'm pretty sure we saw that it was static on the TV, which is actually kind of funny. That, of that course, is... is from Wise Fool, Get Mad, Swag Money, Big Pimpin'. What, what is this forum? Um, This is shroomery.org. Nice. I always thought it was wet, although I guess it could have been weed slash hash slash hash oil too, light bulb vaporizer style, or weed plus PCP. Okay, like, these people are literally just saying, uh, maybe it's this drug that he, uh, maybe it's DMT smoking. No. In, close this. Close okay, wait, wait, maybe this is, this is it. In the book, he does mention having opium hash, so you could do whatever you want with that info. No, that in the beginning of the film, he opens up a suitcase. He got all the drugs in the world, so that doesn't help us. Didn't he also mention uh, a mill nitrate? <laughs> just I'm, I have nothing left to say. I believe DMT. <laughs> oh they didn't my do DM, god! They didn't do DMT in this movie. Okay, can you smoke a light bulb? Yahoo answers. We're not ending the show until we find the answer to this. He probably had something in the bottom. Some people make those into vaporizers. The idea is to burn whatever you're smoking without actually burning it with fire directly, depending on what he had in there, LOL. Lots of great replies already for this question. Thanks to each and every one of you guys for the answers. Lots of great replies, and there's one reply. Yeah. Why is my light bulb smoking? Can I get a fucking question or an answer? Do how, Why do people smoke meth out of a light bulb? Maybe it's time. No, he says you get high without drugs. Just cool your jets, <laughs> me. I'm trying to find the answer for us, and you're not helping. 
Hmm. <laughs> let's okay. Let's just see if there's anything in this light bulb. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, so he's just a light bulb. Um, not like anything. Uh, my attorney has never been able to accept the notion, often espoused by former drug abusers, that you can get a lot higher without drugs than with them. Neither have I, for that matter. Well, that's it then. You smoking? Okay. Okay. Let's see if we get the answer. I'm not sure the first time. We're I not gonna find the answer I, on these forums from these drug on users. On Grass that, City forums. They're just saying, I think it's whatever. If they didn't specify knowing his drug repertoire, it could have been anything. Vaping weed. Never heard of a light bulb vap. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Mac <laughs> 2. BTW, I watched. I moved with my friends on 420. Trip me the fuck out. Nah, that'd make no sense. I thought it'd be meth or something, too. I had always assumed it was a light bulb vape, and as he's using it to come down. But knowing HTS, it could be meth, coke, crack, weed, anything. Meth makes the most sense, I think. I say weed. I'm not sure, but I think it's meth. Well, there we go. It's meth. It's meth. We'll say it's meth. Well, why don't we crack open a light bulb right now, and we'll, well I can light it up for you, and you tell me if it gets you fucked. Well, how is that going to tell us what it is? Well, then we know that it... it well, because your theory is that he did it with nothing, so can, then we can... Can you imagine this lifestyle, just being on drugs every... It would suck. I was watching this movie, like, it would suck. It would be so horrible. And that scene where he goes to bed after he took LSD and cocaine, no fucking way in hell. I mean, I guess if you're taking it, like, every other day, like, your tolerance for it might be kind of fucked, so you maybe it'll be less. No fucking way you would be sleeping. Not a chance. Um, I think it is Keith. Educated guess. Let's see why. Maybe meth. Maybe some drug nut has ever done, like, adrenochrome. Who knows? Haha. -ha. You want to just look at Grass City Farms real quick? Yeah, let's go to Grass City Farms. Let's see what's, what they're talking about. Topic of the day. How much, First, weed, how much weed did you guys smoke? Oh, I smoked. Oh, I took, <laughs> oh, I took my five bars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but maybe we'll find it last place at rollitup.org organization um he's pretending to do drugs if you listen to what he's saying while he's doing it you'll understand rewatch the scene you'll get it my girlfriend asked the same thing while we were watching it here's what he says ignore the nightmare in the bathroom just another just another ugly refugee from the love generation my turning blah 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 and neither have i for that matter then he starts ripping it does nothing hello that would have been an interesting post my friend yeah, I'm done with this. Just close all these fucking tabs. Pardon me? It's just... You really? You guys never use a light bulb for a vaporizer? Come on. This is the biggest, most concerning thing is that I'm seeing these people using light bulbs for a vaporizer. Uh, you, Everyone's been there. Guys, come on. Please. You're. It's Friday night. I'm going to say it's not users. If you're going to do drugs, by all means, do your drugs. Just do them safely. You're you know? with your friends. You're, Don't share. Who, who brought the pipe? Oh, man, I didn't bring it. I didn't bring the pipe. Oh, the apples. Are, oh, we ate all oh, the apples. Oh, we ate all the apples. You run to the the pantry. You run to the... Oh, I'm at a Mountain Dew cans. Fuck. You, and then you go to the junk drawer where the light bulbs are. <laughs> and, hey, guys, want to smoke out of the light bulb? Everyone's been there. We all been there. Your dad. Your mom. My dad's dad. Your, my mom's mom. It's a tale. As soon as light bulbs were invented, teenagers were smoking meth, 
out of fucking light bulbs. Can you imagine smoking out of like those tube ones that have gas in them? Mmm, yeah. yum. That'll probably, that'll probably just kill you. Have you taken a tube hit before? Yeah, I've taken a tube hit. I've taken plenty of tube hits in my day. You're at a party. A guy's had a few drinks, a few bong hits, and he says, "I'm gonna drive home and grab my." Light bulb. Is it chill? Is it coming back drive later? Home to get my light bulb. It's three a.m. He said, "Is it is it chill if I come back later?" And you say, "Yeah, man, it's chill. <laughs> Grab the light bulb." Comes back five thirty a.m. Smoke up. Then you're having a good time. I'm gonna believe this guy because his avatar is, of course, the Jesus. Dude. What? It is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Fame, famous of the Jesus chat line. Well, remember Jesus from the Bible. Of course. Yeah, of course. First appearance of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that little first print Bible for that first appearance of Jesus. First appearance of God in the Bible. In Moses. Oh, there's so God. many first appearances in that in that one book. It was insane. <laughs> there was. It was like a big collector's issue. That's it was why. like Teen Titans. There's like Teen Titans too. New Teen Titans 2 and the Bible. And the Bible. And Action Comics oh. 1, the Bible's up top, yeah. Yeah. First edition Jesus. <laughs> First appearance of the big man. Oh, wow. Woo! Ooh, your mama. We, there's some Bible comics. I think DC or Marvel did some Bible comics. Like Bible Man? Well, I didn't I didn't know what Bible Man's about. Is that a movie? No, that's a com there are movies adapted from the comic series. Bible Man, really? Bible Man. Is that on the cult uh, personality? It's on our list. It's on our actual list. Oh, I, I no. wrote Bible Man movies? Question mark. Well, the question for you, the viewers, like how deep cult do you want to go? And well, it's, the question not for the viewers, for us because we decide. Yeah, you guys want to decide shit. But but you know, it's autocratic here, there's, bitch. There's you know, there's called like you know, we do the room and we do you know. We're not doing the room. Like, just bear with me. Oh, my God. Just bear with me for a second. We do The Room. We do, you know, uh, we do Fear and Loathing. We do whatever. But then do we get into, like, the kind of stuff. I, I almost call it, like, internet cult classics. Like, shit that I yeah. did everything reviews. Yeah. Like, fucking Laser Blast. And I want to do Laser Blast. And Incredible Bulk. Then, yeah. I want to do those. I want to do some internet cult classics. And then, like, what, what was the one you just mentioned? Bible Man. Bible Man, like, that's kind of that tier. Like, just that kind of crap. I don't know. We're going to review, like, AVGN movie and shit like that. <laughs> I don't even know. Can we do, um... Space Cop by RLM? I no, think. I was thinking of, uh... Nostalgia Critics The Wall. Is that a movie? Well, it's like he. I'm pretty sure it has videos with it. Uh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't well, like this. I don't, I, I, I'll say I just don't like Nostalgia Critic. Um, he's so friggin' epic. Man, what a relic. You know, AVGN has aged gracefully because, you know, a guy in a white shirt reviewing old video games is timeless. But, yeah. you know, a guy with a. A patchy goatee and a whatever the hell those nerd hats are yelling those fucking dweeb hats oh my god the people who wore those in high school holy shit the biggest fucking dweeb that's what no time. pussy does to an <laughs> mf all right that is exactly what the, that doug walker needs it needs to get a little and then he'll get out of this nostalgic critic phase 
It's like, Jesus, going to, oh, shit. I just want to spend a day going on scientific forums where guys are posting their studies and then just comment what no pussy does to an MF. Go right now on the nostalgic wall videos and comment that on all of them because that's what it is. We're not doing any of that shit. I'm not doing any YouTube shit. Any YouTuber shit, canceled. Not what about Fred the movie? No. I was going to say, you know, Smosh movie? I thought you were going to do a good suggestion. Then you said that. So the answer is no. Like, may, like something like... Uh, Logan Paul's movie? No. Something like like Kung Fury. Like, I saw Kung Fury. Spoiler, I don't like Kung Fury. You didn't like it? No. What the fuck? It's like a... It's like a... It's not good. It's, <laughs> it's not it's that good. It's not good. Is it's that like, a YouTube it's, movie? It's like a 30-minute short on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, what the... F- I'm, I just have brain fart. I was thinking of Kung Fu Hustle. Sorry. No. What no. is Kung Fury? It's just like a... 30 minute YouTube movie that's like a parody 80s movies but that sucks that's just an example like that's a type of film that we could do like a YouTube production but not, like I'm not doing Smosh shit and Fred shit you know James Charles stuff if he know. did one I would, I would actually watch I, would, I would watch it James Charles I would movies. He's supposed to have an album out I don't know where it is I'll listen to that we'll review that on the show movies is no never mind I am um... What was that movie with like Hacker Man? And the that's new- Kung Fury. That was Kung Fury. You didn't like that? No. I liked that. You'd like that? I think so. I like the Hacker Man bit a lot. There, I remember. There's some funny bit, but like it's like it's trying too hard. Like it's like oh, it's the eighties and I gotta kill Hitler and then Hitler. Oh, was shot. it Robo Hitler or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, it has all it, it has all the makings of a good film, but it's just horribly unfunny. And, and Robot Hitler shoots through the gun. <laughs> just not that funny. It's like if you guys ever just play Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, that is like Kung Fury but better, and also you get to play it. So just yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll do no, Kung Fury. No, we won't Fury. see. We won't be doing that. Well, we can, but that episode will be 15 minutes. Because I'm going to say, I don't like it. The effects are decent. Uh, and it's just really poorly written and unfunny. That's it. Well, maybe we'll do an episode where we just go through Grass City posts and roll rollitup.org posts. Yeah, and we'll... Uh... And drugs-forum.com. Nice. And... You know, Fear and Loathing, it's not even a cult film. It's just a film that druggies like. These are all... Look all, how cool all, these druggies are. I like them. All the questions regarding this film, usually the movie questions are on Reddit, IMDb. These are all on Grass City Forum, a fucking dopehead org. What's going on here? Do not do drugs, guys. You know, I've said before, do drugs if you want to. Don't do drugs. Don't do them. Just, hey, there's nothing cooler than... Arriving alive and driving sober. Arrive alive. I love when Mad came in in grade four and they're like, hey, here's every drug ever, where to buy them, how much they are. And why what, you shouldn't do that. And what they do to you and why you shouldn't do them. They, right. should, I sh- they showed us like mad stuff like well before we could drive. I don't know what the message was there. Like tell my parents to stop drinking in the car. <laughs> no, it's just preparing you. I mean, I get like I guess that would work, but it just it seems like a little premature. Like when you're ten, like, and it's car crash. I was like, okay, I really have no control over this, like whatsoever. I'm just a passenger. Don't do drugs. Don't have caffeine. Don't take don't smoke, ibuprofen. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't, don't just don't do it. 
Yeah, don't smoke cigarettes. I'll say that one. Yeah, it's yucky. It's what's the point? I get an heady, guys. Oh, I get heady. Fuck it. Who cares? And then right now we're just watching the scene in a, in a in another funny scene. There's a lot of great funny scenes in this, where Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, who is this hippie apparently. I don't listen to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, it looks like Edward Norton and not Edward Norton. Fuck, who is the pseudo bad guy in Iron Man Two? Who he plays Bush and oh, Sam Rockwell. He looks like Sam Rockwell in this scene. This has Fight Club lighting. This looks like a yeah. Fight Club bathroom scene, which is like all scenes in Fight Club, I D- guess. Look at this shot. Does he not look like Sam Rockwell? Yeah, he does. Holy shit, he does. And he's like, I dropped LSD on my sleeve. And then this hippie just sucking off his sleeve and this guy comes in and he's like trying to piss and he's in a business suit. So you know he's a square. And yeah, he sees this. And you get good, funny ass commentary or narration after where he's like, this guy's life would never go b- b- <laughs> to the same or whatever. Would never be the same after he saw what pleasures you could find licking LSD off a sweater <laughs> or whatever it says. His life was ruined forever. I was thinking that just behind some narrow door in all his favorite bars, men in red woolen shirts are getting incredible kicks from things he'll never know. Anyways, that was a good movie. Uh, And we'll have two more good critically acclaimed movies after that where I will say Clockwork Orange is good. And Have you uh, exhausted uh, your enjoyment of Clockwork Orange too? Or... (laughs) How many times have you seen that one? Seen Clockwork Orange mighty fine amount of times. Give me a number. Give a ballpark it. The the cop. I don't know. Less than ten. Uh, that's still quite a bit. More than guys. one. More than one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be my first time. Yeah, I remember. This was like years ago. It's like you haven't seen Clockwork Orange, man. It's kind of a pleb move, am I right? Well, I haven't seen... What was one movie that we were talking about? And I was like, I've never seen that movie. Or I think it was Blade Runner. I was like, I've never seen Blade Runner. And you're like, what? We might have to review... I mean, we can put that on the list. Um, for I guess it's a cult movie, I would say, for sure. Because, once again, that movie, nobody really liked it when it came out. And I don't think it made a lot of money. But then it was cult enough that we got the sequel. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Good game, I'd say. No. Well, I don't know. This will be the end of the show where we just be silent for 10 seconds. Thanks for listening. <laughs>